It's your dream. It's your home. It's your custom home. The Custom Made Easy Podcast. And here's your host, Patrick Quinn. All right, it's number two, podcast number two, the Custom Made Easy Podcast, powered by Home Source Custom Homes. I'm Patrick Quinn, and I'm with the owner of Home Source Custom Homes. It's Joe Courtney. How are you? I'm doing well. We're on to podcast number two, finally. I teased a little bit about what's the most expensive part of a custom home. I, in the last one, you kind of thought you knew what it is, so I'm a little interested to see if you do. Okay, okay. I'm not going to go with the kitchen. I'm not going to go with the bathroom. I'm going to go, and I'm not going to go with the foundation either, because foundation was what my first thought was. Mm-hmm. But that sounds too easy to me. I think probably the most expensive part because this one, you get insured and you get you get repaired maybe every 25 years or so. I'm thinking it's the roof. Yeah, you're right. Yes. Yeah. I see. Okay, so tell me why is that? It doesn't have to be. You can do a simple roof. Well, I'm doing a custom home with you. I yeah, want the best. I know. Well, if it's a rectangle, that's <laughs> not so bad. Right, it isn't. Yeah. But it never is. <laughs> <laughs> True. So what's funny about our pricing is we'll count the corners on, on the house. So the more corners you have, the more cut up your roof is. And when I say cut up, the, the more angles. And uh, and then you have choices of gables or hips. or Some people want swoops on their overhangs. Uh, one foot overhang standard here, but some people want two foot, three foot overhangs. And then I want it, gutters. I want gutter guards. That's right. Yeah, I'm, I'd, I'd recommend gutter guards. Yeah. Because, uh, <laughs> I mean, nobody needs to be on a ladder unless they're a professional. No. So, yeah. Or a roof. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, so let's talk, go back to the roof. I'm sorry I interrupted you there. But that's pretty much why... Uh, like the carpenters spend the most time on the roof depending on how cut up it is you know so we got trusses they're all engineered for the house there's a lot of tie-in when you got a gable coming in tying into another main roof or or we call it a tie-in so you're just tying that gable into the main roof so you got all that work and then the plywood and then the shingles and then i say if you want to go metal roof which we're getting a lot lately oh really why Uh, is that it's kind of a lifetime roof in a way a couple different types so there's a hidden fastener one where there's no screws visible that one costs quite a bit more it's about three times more than architectural shingles Uh, now they do have a metal roof which you see mostly especially when you go south it has fastener so there's actually screws that you're actually screwing through the metal then you actually see the screw now it's the same color as the metal so it doesn't stand out but eventually well first of all you're penetrating your roof with a screw and there's a rubber grommet on the screw that they say is 10 to 15 years now they're making them a little better nowadays they'll, they'll last a little bit longer the life of your metal roof is never going to deteriorate the color may fade i think they give you 25 year color yeah that seems right thing yeah but uh some of them are 50 but it's all baked on so it's, it's good paint it, it's really you're not gonna have to put another roof on the hidden fastener you definitely don't the one where the fastener's showing you may have to uh change your screws after 20 years or so yeah it seems like regular it's maintenance not the end right of the world no. right yeah they're very slick though so definitely don't need to be on that roof unless uh you're professional so let's say if i'm just getting your standard roof architectural shingles yeah. is standard for us so i know a lot of Builders, that's an upgrade. To me, that's one of them things. It does cost a little more, but not much more. And I think it looks better. It's uh, 25 year versus 30 year, so you get an extra five years. It, it's worth it. What would you say you're going to charge me for a roof? Yeah, I know it's based on square footage. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's say it's uh, 1,800 square feet. That's, ooh, I'd say that's probably 
30% of the shell, if that is a good enough answer for you. It's the shell of your home, uh, if we're talking 100%, the shell of your home is like 60% of the cost. Yeah. So, and then I'm saying the roof is uh, 30% of that 60, 60%. Well, I'd rather pay for it a nice roof that's going to save me some time and effort. Yeah. Then well, if 15 years down the line, I look at it like this problems. too. How long are you going to be in the home? Well, well most people that I know. Because architectural is 30 year shingle. That's right. 30 years. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at staying in my home for at least 10 to 15. Okay. Uh, you know, so architecture would be fine for you. Yeah. Unless, so the metal roof is a look thing to me. Or I'm never moving. <laughs> right. Yeah. So if you think about it as an appraiser, they've got a roof. Now, a metal roof to them brings the value up a little bit but not as much as you're going to pay if you're not going to be there for 30 years my opinion is architecture shingles are fine should be fine for you but if it's a look thing and this is what i want my house to be you're gonna you're gonna pay more for that you may not get the return with the appraisal is all so you just gotta keep that in mind okay well let's talk about some of the the insulation part okay Okay. so the big thing for me is i like my home to be 65 degrees whether it's in the winter or if it's in the summer okay and with when you buy a custom home you don't have a lot of trees so you don't have a lot of shade right so how do you make sure that my uh you know my my electricity bill is not going to be through the roof so that's through insulation and uh what we do here, first of all, we start off with a two by six wall. So you're able to get an R19 bat in there. That's a standard thing for us, okay? So you can upgrade, and we like we call it the flashing bat. So let me explain that a little bit. Sure. So they'll, they'll come through and they'll spray like three quarter inch of foam throughout the whole exterior of the house. And then we put the R19 bat in. Oh, really? So what that's doing, that, that foam, uh, I don't know if you can technically call it structural, but it does adhere the plywood to the stud, and it gets every little crack and cranny. There's no air leakage, which is the most important thing on a house, especially if you want to stay 65 all year round. Mm-hmm. Sealing the whole barrier to where no air can come in is the best thing you can do, and that's what that foam does. Okay, and then... When you put the bat in there, you're getting the true R19 out of the bat. So it's a good system, and I think you're getting like an R21, R22 when you do that. Oh, really? And that's just in your walls. So uh, a lot of people will say if you go over R19 in your walls, you're wasting your money. Why do they say that? Because heat rises. Okay. So put, put the money in your roof. So like when you spray in your insulation in your roof, like I've been in roofs and neighborhoods, and it's like four inches. That's not really insulated to me no not at all i've got more in your wall you know what i mean (laughs) yeah like when you can see the bottom of the truss that's not good no that's three and a half inches so anyway 10 is minimum my opinion you can go 12 14 18 inches you know the most important thing to me is the roof because the heat's rising what do you have in your home i think i got about 12 yeah and you feel comfortable with that right oh yeah it's great and the other important thing with the walls is sealing every crack and cranny like if you're before drywall goes up and you're walking around the exterior walls you see any crack of daylight caulk it and that's something we can do uh, our insulators have a package they call it a seal sealing up the home so mm-hmm. where the where the base plate of the wall hits the subfloor they'll caulk around the perimeter you know our, our houses are 
long so we got to break our walls let's just say we build a wall 20 foot long not that we can't build the whole 60 feet we can't lift the whole 60 feet right that's true so we break that wall up into three or four sections so right where we break it there's two studs meeting each other that you can see daylight all the way through them two studs where they, they come together that's something you want to call yeah now we do tyvek on the outside what's it's tyvek a, it's a water management system it's a barrier that we put on the outside of the plywood to protect it it breathes but it doesn't let moisture through so you want your house to breathe. So it doesn't let, let the moisture, moisture through, and it doesn't right. let the pesky stink bugs through either, right? Well, these bugs, let me tell you, <laughs> yeah. I mean, they, they find they and, do. and they make little holes. They do too, make the holes. You know holes. what I mean? So, yeah. But what you can do, though, like even from the outside, where the sill plate meets the foundation, where the sill plate meets the subfloor, you can caulk all that stuff, too, before the siding goes up. So these are major areas where airflow comes through the house. And if you're attacking all that stuff before siding goes up and before insulation goes in, you're going to get your 65. It is amazing round. to me yeah. what matters to me the older I get. Yeah. Okay. Right. Insulation in a home is important and um, water pressure. Huge. Yeah. Those are two things right. that matter to me. Well, the water pressure is uh, sometimes regulated by the county. <laughs> you know, when they leave, you know, doesn't, you know. I probably shouldn't say that, but uh, but there, you, you can dial it up a little bit. You can dial it up a little bit, yeah. Uh, but those are important things. They, oh, it's yeah, the small definitely. things, right? And uh, you know, like if you think about what I'm talking about with this caulk, caulk's cheap. It don't even have to be a good caulk. I mean, it's you're like three seventy five for a bottle of it. Yeah, you're just trying to plug a gap, and you know, you can you could do that on the week. I we redid the sunroom at my house. Yeah, and you're finding all these little nooks and crannies that you have to fill. Right, it adds up. You know. Yeah. It keeps the stink bugs out, and it keeps the room warm. Yeah, and then it does help with that. I mean, I don't want to say it doesn't keep bugs out. Right. uh, Anyway, whatever money you spend in insulation, you're going to get back. Oh, for sure. So that's that's an area in the house where, you know, everybody's trying to stay in budget. But if that's one thing you splurge on, I would recommend. So what's the biggest misconception about a custom home? Give me, like, three misconceptions. So misconceptions, I hear this all the time. Well, I don't want my house too tight. What does that mean? I don't want it too tight. Well, there's no airflow coming through, kind of like I'm telling you to block it all off. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now, and in some counties, I think it's IRC 15, some yeah. counties have took that code on. Well, you have to do a blower door test now that tells you, and then I guess the best way to explain this is with all the leaking in the house, your goal is to have, if, if you took all these holes and, and just pictured all these holes in one spot as a window, let's say you do the blower door test and it says you got a three foot by three foot window. That's how much air seepage is coming through your house. You want to try to whittle that down to a one foot by one foot hole. Uh, so that's making the house too tight in a way. So when you get it down to that one foot window or what, whatever it is, then you'd want to do like a... Uh, ERV, which hooks into your furnace, so it's bringing fresh air in and stale air out, and it's heated and cooled as it comes in, so Got it's it. an air exchanger. So nowadays, with the air exchanger, it don't matter how tight your home is, if you got the air exchanger, that that's getting all the moisture. If it's too tight, it could create mold. That was going to be my next thought. So that's where the air exchanger comes in, and, and it regulates the moisture levels, and it, it'll push air out and bring good air in okay so people are complaining about the too tight that's not a problem yeah so what's another misconception are we talking about insulation or just house in general just house in general uh custom costs a lot 
And why does custom not cost a lot? With us, it's because you're in control of your finishes. You're in control of, we, we can still meet your budget. You know what I mean? Even if my budget's 300000 So like two fifty, we'd say we'd start at. Yeah, 300 definitely, for sure. You're going to be about 1,500 square foot is what we'd recommend. So we, we do a broad square and foot. And that's even with a basement too, right? Uh, with a basement, not finished. Okay. But not finished. Not finished. Okay. Yeah. And then how much would it cost to finish the basement? And I want to clarify too. Sure. Uh, when we give you a square foot number, we're including everything like your driveway, if you need a well, if you need a septic. Some builders will just give you a square foot number of the house, which is fine, but you still got to have septic well, driveway. So we try to give you that number of what we think you're going to spend, like your your bottom dollar which sounds like our square foot price is high like we'll tell our customers hey anywhere from 180 to 200 okay a square foot and what's hard about square foot two car garage four car garage obviously the four car garage costs more oh yeah so that's going to bring your price per square foot up your front porch uh is it six by six which is a typical porch in a neighborhood or is it a wraparound porch? Obviously, the wraparound porch yeah. costs more. You know, <laughs> you deck, see a lot of those in Kirkwood. Yeah, <laughs> That's standard. <laughs> yeah, uh, deck in the back. Yeah, not so bad. But now put a roof over it. Now screen it in. You know, so it really depends on what you're asking for. We price it, and then you come up with a square foot. But I mean, we've seen people up to three, uh, two fifty, three hundred a square foot, depending on you know metal roof. If they mm-hmm. go sips, they go timber frame. Uh, like we do a lot of things here, a lot of different wall systems and uh, foundation systems and ICF foundations but you know you can get up over that but we we just like to tell them when they come in just plan on around 180 to 200 bucks a square foot but that's including everything okay so people tell you 130 150 that's the house period really no upgrades at least you're up front yeah with everybody and and really like uh, I think the perfect customer comes in here without a blueprint uh, not saying if you got a blueprint, bring it in. We could price it. And but it's always good if you can bring a picture in like, I really like this living room. I it, really like this kitchen. Anything helps. We've even had customers say, uh, we want to move, but we love our house. You know, so then we build the same house somewhere else. But, oh, yeah. Uh, a perfect customer to me comes in, sits with our design team, and we figure out the floor plan and we price it. Okay. So right now, no money has been spent. Now you're just playing in, you know what I mean? So once we get the floor plan right, we're going to price it. You're going to know everything, what everything's going to cost, like these extras, the wraparound porch. You're going to know what that is. If if you got a four-car garage versus a two-car garage, you're going to know what that is. So you're going to be able to say, well, I don't really need a four-car garage. So then you you can you know get the price down by taking off two two bays of the garage or we can do the deck later you know we can finish the basement later but you're going to know all these numbers okay and then once we finally get to where you are and we're in your budget or in your realm of where you want to be then we go to blueprint so you're figuring all this stuff out before you spent any money so when you go to blueprint you mean that's when i put my down payment down i like to think of it as your first payment on your new house yeah you know but uh really it's a dollar per square foot is what we take as a as a deposit and then we'll go in for blueprint so that doesn't pay for the blueprint but it gets us preliminary drawing so uh, preliminary is just uh it basically shows the elevations of the house 
the floor plan so sizes of rooms it's got dimensions and everything so we can still tweak this easily if if we had a full set of construction docks which come in here all the time and you got to make changes to a, a complete set of prints it's more time consuming so we'll, we'll get the preliminaries and we'll we'll still make changes uh, once we get it back so i'm drawing this out on a piece of paper graph paper and we send it to the architect and it comes back there could be a few little things wrong like maybe i didn't draw it we needed more room in the bathroom so the square foot got bigger you know what i mean and then now you're looking at it in blueprint form you're like man i think i want my master bedroom a little bigger yeah <laughs> so we can make them changes still and okay then, and then, i was going to ask you about whatever that. changes they are we'll price them changes so you're going to know what them are too so once you agree to that price then we go back change the print again and we can do this two or three times. It doesn't matter. This is the cheap stuff here. When you're out on site, you've got to make a change. Then it gets a little more expensive. So yeah. this is where we want it to be right. So then once we get all that done, then we're ready for contract. And then when we do contract and all the paperwork, we take a 10% down payment. So, And then uh, just so everybody knows, too, that we'll help you get financing. Uh, there's two banks that we love, Peoples and uh, Groundworks. Very different banks you know what i mean so between the two all of our customers they, they love both banks and uh they understand our company so and like i said with the sweat equity and stuff uh the banks a lot of banks aren't liking that anymore they want the builder to do everything oh okay so gotcha. these, these banks understand our company they understand your concept work. yeah and they also know that we're we're here to help you know like we're we're not saying we're done with the drywall Oh, by the way, we do turnkey too, which is a whole thing. But a lot of people like our white box so they can handle all the finishes. But mm -hmm. uh, they understand that. It, it's something. So they're used to change. They are, yeah. Okay. So They're used to surprises. Well, surprises uh, we try to cut out. But the surprises for us are under the ground because we can't see. Yeah, that's so true. So like if we hit rock or plastic soil. Other than that, there's really no surprises. Uh, hopefully, we've talked about everything and, and priced everything uh, properly. Here, the the last thing I want to talk to you about on this podcast is what's the ideal budget for a customer of yours? Okay, so we're not a bank here, but no. what we do uh, yearly income. So you and your significant other take your yearly income, uh, combine it times three and a half. That gives you a, a number that. We, we say that's your what you can afford now the bank gets into it a little more because they're looking at all your debt and all that stuff so we don't really get into that but no. the three and a half has worked and the rates are so low like i mean sometimes four yeah and if you have no debt i mean shoot so and i think the banks are looking for like a 660 credit score minimum yeah i heard the 660 is pretty 660, where they're looking at. somewhere yeah. in there it, it changes here and there yeah but uh anyway so if your credit scores that high take your yearly income combined times three and a half and that's what we feel like you can afford that's what we'll base that's your budget now let's just say you guys make a lot of money if it says i don't know a million dollars right i'm not spending a million dollars on a house that's just what you can afford you can still have a budget of four or five hundred right or you know 750 or 650 850 yeah but you know so <laughs> but anyway the world's your oyster there yeah pretty much and then <laughs> so if you know that your yearly income times three and a half and then you just kind of 
ballpark around 180, 200. You're going to kind of figure out what you need, where you are in square foot and stuff like that. So, and then obviously a lot of people have their lots already, but see, so we can help you find a lot too. So you can even bang. do that. Yeah, because we got a book up here with a, so I can try say to keep it up to date the best we can, and we also got realtors we will refer you to. So, so I can say I want to live in this part of the area, and you can point me in that direction. I will. Like if you need a realtor, we'll get you a realtor in that area. Like we're. So we're kind of picky with our realtors too. Like we don't want the realtor that works for you for a couple of weeks and then you, they don't stop calling. Yeah, that's know? not so, good business. Yeah. Yeah, we like aggressive realtors. So uh, that have a customer and they they work that customer and they get them what they want. Oh, so, I've talked to uh, uh, plenty of realtors lately. Yeah, they're aggressive for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, everybody comes in and they got a family member or somebody that may kind of be a realtor yeah you know what yeah. i mean oh i get it so yeah. anyway uh, <laughs> everybody knows somebody that's right like yeah. that <laughs> yeah. Uh. yeah there's uh there's the the end of podcast number two uh for podcast number three what i want to talk to you about um as well one of the highlights is what are some of the biggest trends you're seeing in 2020 2021 and beyond some of the biggest trends for custom homes i'm talking open concept are you seeing a kitchens decorated in a certain way um sunrooms patios how are people enjoying themselves at home because with 2020 right we're spending all of our time we are at home i know so uh that's something we preach uh a long time build that house the way you live so anyway but and podcast three we'll get into that yeah i'm looking forward to hearing that so on style and and what we do in homes and stuff like that too so but any anything to make it uh more comfortable at home that's our goal and how how you live everybody lives a little different so making sure the entertaining areas are big enough and some people have a lot of parties some people don't so just to each his own but i want to hear about all those all those trends so that is the custom made easy podcast powered by home source custom homes for joe i'm patrick home source custom homes has delivered excellence in custom home building for nearly four decades follow us on facebook instagram and twitter this is a presentation of ao creative and jm talent productions